Hello, and welcome to 12-Sided Stories Witness, our rules-light, story-heavy, fear-itself-gumshoe Halloween feature. And now, your story ghoul, Wes Otis. Welcome to part two of Witness, our Halloween special. We have some wonderful players. Let's start with Michelle. Hey, I am Michelle Otis, and I am playing Araceli Torres. Hi, I'm Pooja. I am playing Maria Torres. Hi, I'm Jay Holvum. I'm playing Antonio Torres. And I'm Michael, and I will be playing Manuel Torres. So in our last game, you guys were at a market and things went bad real quick when someone got trapped in a car that was on fire. Manuel was able to help this woman out of the car. Meanwhile, you saw a man in the crowd who wasn't reacting like everybody else. And Arceli and Maria followed after him into the market while Antonio chased down the perpetrator who trapped the woman in the car. You all got together after doing your tamale duty um, and talked about what happened and the fact that your brother Luis, who had been murdered a few months ago, seemed to have the same situation where everybody in the room kind of just stood there and watched it happen. No one reacted. No one stopped it from happening. And so you decided to talk with Marcus one of your brother's friends and Jose to find out what they could tell you about the evening. Marcus got this really weird note that said you could have helped, but you didn't. Why not? That sent him into a guilt spiral of drinking and feeling despondent. Meanwhile, Maria and Antonio went to the depths of a motel that has a basement full of recording gear as the owner illegally records all of his patrons' rooms without them knowing. And we're able to see where a young woman was with a man. She left the room and he was murdered. And again, no one did anything even though they could hear what was going on. And when the door opened and the killer walked in, it looks like Luis, but with the drooping skin that the other perpetrator had at the market. And that is where we are picking things up. We're going to start off the game with a stability roll <laughs> from Maria and Antonio. So give me a roll. How many points of stability would you like to uh, spend on this? Oh, boy. I... All the points. <laughs> yeah, all the points. I'm just going to... No, I, I, I'm going to make the big sacrifice here and, and spend three points if I can. <laughs> okay. Since I'm down to six from last time, I've already faced some weirdness. I'm going to guess I stick with two because that only leaves me with four, which does not feel like nearly enough well with my points i got a six okay with my points i got a six so you both take two points of stability <laughs> on top of it <laughs> my reasoning behind that is this is your brother yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it makes well, perfect sense real quick just to put this in there arcelli you get a text from your mom it says, on your way home, I've run out of milk. Please pick some up before you come back. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> she just, like, rolls her eyes. She's like, yes, Mom. <laughs> You're almost expecting a second text that says, don't roll your eyes at me, but it does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then I get 12 more texts of things she forgot. Exactly. <laughs> And then, of course, and I expect you to be home soon. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Antonio and Maria. You guys are watching this film. It's your brother. What is your reaction to that? 
I actually go into the nearest corner and vomit. Reasonable. <laughs> I try not to vomit and try to, I guess, just try to figure out whether or not, is it Luis's skin on someone else's body or is it? Well, you do know that your brother had an open casket funeral mm-hmm. and his skin was very much there That's when him. you, yeah. when okay. you uh, put him there. So. Well, I try to see, try to fast forward and see where he went. Are there like cameras in the hallway? Can we like track his movements out? Yes. You fast forward through. He kills the person quite brutally uh, with a knife, walks back out. Then on the outside camera, he walks down the steps very nonchalantly, like nothing has happened. He's covered in blood, gets into a Ford Galaxy Mm. and they pull away. Is that the same car? The, yeah. The old jalopy? Yep, it's the old jalopy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I look at Maria and say, okay, let's go to the cops. Let's go to the cops right now. And say what? Our dead brother or something who looks just like our dead brother I murdered say. someone? I mean, they... Jose pops up. He goes, he goes uh, guys, I... Look, I, I get it, but if you take this to the cops, I'm, like, out a job and fired and say, I don't screwed. care. You I gotta, were there when my brother died. Whatever whatever this is, <sighs> I don't know what's going on, but that car is involved and that guy is involved. And if uh, it, the cops can find him, then they can maybe get to the bottom of this. All right. What? I mean, maybe... Can I use my bureaucracy to say, like, that I know somebody in the records department who might absolutely track down the yeah. car without like going through official? If you want to use that, yeah, you can. Sure. Maybe Pedro. Pedro, dad's friend, Pedro. Yeah, he works in records. I've ended up working with him a bunch over the last few years. He's nice and will, you know, not always like make you file a report if it's not necessary. All right, let's let's try that. We can leave the part out about Luis, because that just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what's happening. If I never thought about that again, it would be too soon. Uh, this is coming with us. Yes. And I'm taking, and I take the giant thing that happened before VHS. Is <laughs> yeah, we take that tape. I'm going to turn to Jose and be like, did you know? Did I know what? Did you know about this? I don't come down here and I don't watch these tapes. They're horrifying, obviously. If I had known, I would have told you. Mm-hmm. Just like you would have helped my brother. Great. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And I just walk right out. He goes, oh, look, I'm... I'm... I'm, uh. I'm going to say, like, now would be a good time to find another job. Maybe set fire to this room while you're at it and walk out. You leave him there kind of shattered with the reality of what has happened. What's your next move? I am going to call Pedro, see if he's on shift right now. Hello? May I help you? What's a, who's, it's late. Who's calling? Pedro, it's Maria. Do you have a minute? Are you at work? Oh, Maria, yes. No, I, I'm not at work, but what, what can I help you with? I need some help. It's about Luis. Okay, what, what can I do? We found someone who seems to be connected, but I'm having trouble tracking him down. The car that he drives doesn't have any plates, but it's pretty distinctive. He's pretty distinctive. Okay. And I was just hoping you might be able to use your magic to try to track him down. You give him all the details. All right, give me, uh, give me like... 20 minutes, I'll do some research for you real quick. There's not a lot of 1970s cars still running. So Pedro says that he's going to take a look at everything and give you a call back. And you guys decide to all meet up at a local convenience store parking lot to exchange notes. Do you guys tell us about what's on the tape? No. No. (laughs) No, we do not. Not the Louise Louise part. part. I'll say that the, the, the guy was there... At another yeah, scene, like, was, but absolutely nothing. Yeah, there was another another scene. act of violence, and it seems like the same ratty guy was there in the same car. So we're trying to find out, find that out. I say we go to the cops, but Maria wants to do this. I mean, they haven't exactly helped us so far. That's also true. You're not wrong. Yeah, I tell you guys about the letter, and you know, Marcus, and and I go, and it seems like at the club. The same thing was happening, like they felt they wanted to help, but they couldn't. 
they just couldn't move. He, he described it as like a big blanket being put over them. Mm. And then once everything was over, they could move again. And he said that that shabby guy mm-hmm. was in the corner just kind of drinking everything in. Like he was today, too. Yeah. Creep master. Yeah, totally creepy. There was no, like, obviously, creepy letter doesn't have a return address, but was it postmarked or did they just, like, slip it under his door? Or it what? was slipped under the door. It just had his name on it. It was slipped under the door. But get this, it was typed. Hmm. Like on a typewriter. That's weird. Yeah, it wasn't done on a computer. So either we've got some weirdo hipster mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, something else is going on. What is up with this? And everything's so old. Yeah, right. Creepy guy wears a suit from the seventies. He drives a car from the seventies. Creepy note is from a typewriter. Mom showed me a picture of one she used to use. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, while we're waiting for Pedro, maybe we could go to the library or something. Maybe there's some research we could do. See if there's something else like this before. I think that's a good idea. Luckily, because your mother was a teacher, you know Francisco, who is the librarian. So you give him a quick call and ask if he'd let you in. And he says yes, and he'll meet you there. Uh, Anything to help out your family, he says. So what investigation skills would you guys like to use while you're in the library? I've got a skill in research. Okay. So I'm using that to comb through, like, to basically build. And uh, I also have a skill in computer use. Okay. And I think you all have that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm using that to, like, craft a good news search through the records and the files. Like, you know, it's 2020, so it's not that there's microfilm anymore. So it's just sort of Google search, you know, weird crime, inactive standards by whatever kind of thing like that. You're not using the microfiche? <laughs> <laughs> I miss microfilm reading. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah. Something genuinely satisfying about that whole process. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would like to also, I would like to also use my point in history. Maybe help Antonio narrow down a time. It's like, oh, I remember reading about another rash of unexplained killings or something like that. Like something to narrow down the time frame. Sounds good. Manuel, what would you like to do? Because it's on my sheet and we're at that point in the story, I want to use occult studies. Nice. Just to see, you know, if there's any folklore about this kind of thing and more importantly, how to defeat the people who wear other people's skin. Okay, cool. Michelle? I was also going to use occult studies because I have a point in that and a point in research. Yeah, because I, I figure I figure if he was already saying wear silver and here's holy water, we're on the track of something weird. We'll start with Jay. Pooja's looking into history and you're checking out old murders and whatever. There is a lot of newspaper clippings and things that you can go through. You guys spend the next, I'm going to say, couple of hours researching because this is going to take a lot of time to pull, pull through. You're also using the computer to kind of search, Google search your way through stuff. Here's what you find. The first rash of deaths that kind of fit this started in 1974. It spiked into about 300 murders. And there was a lot of reports of people, witnesses, bystanders, that didn't do anything. They just watched as this happened. You see grainy pictures of the guy that you're searching for. There, he does not look any different, wearing the same suit. And you happen upon a picture of his car, which at the time was brand new. So that tells you that the car is from 74. Okay. Fast forward 10 or 12 years, this isn't it. It doesn't happen on a regular thing. Uh, Same thing, rash. This time it was blamed on drug dealers in the area. And you guys search and same thing. You find this guy, same clothes. His car is now more beat up and he seems to be in several of the pictures. And this happens again all the way through. It happens again in the, the 90s and in the early 2000s. He's just a part of the background he's in the crowd enjoying the situation while you guys are researching all that you can kind of think about how you want to move forward with all that information Mm -hmm. 
Arcelli and Manuel, you are looking at the occult side of this. And here's what you find. Some people say he's a demon in some religious aspects. Some people say he's a ghost. But there is talk of what's called the bystander. Someone that's in the crowd that stops everybody from moving forward. He creates a space between his reality and our reality where he goes out and encourages death and destruction and mayhem. And then afterwards, he takes that information and he will send notes to people to make them feel guilty or cause them to maybe not leave a job that they should leave and feel guilty about it. He feeds off emotion. I don't know if that crucifix is going to do much good. Yeah, I know. Um, This is a little on the nose, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, this seems like our guy. Uh, Antonio, Maria, we we have some news to share with you. Same, we've got some news too. So you guys disseminate all this information to one another? Yeah. Yes. Copy-paste what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys want to do with said information? One more question about the the news stories. Was there any sort of like geographical tie or location? Like it all happened in one neighborhood or were all these things clustered together in some way? Very good question. Yes, they all happened within the downtown industrial slash warehouse district. Like the market is in a huge warehouse, the bar, because it's a place where kids go and drink on the other side of tracks kind of thing. Uh, So it's all within like a six block area. Okay. I also share that information and say, I I don't know about whatever occult, weird, supernatural gobbledygook you guys are talking. I don't know how to explain how this guy is 50 years old and hasn't changed, but he's some weird dude and it seems like he's the center of whatever's happening. Can I look into the history of the area like that specific? Like what was there before downtown? You mean before Oaxaca was built? Yeah. Before this was an industrial area, before that section of town was industrial, what was it? It was farmland for a long time. And before that, it was, if you go back to like ancient history before colonialism, it was part of the Aztec empire. And as I said, there is a temple outside of the city. There is always... Uh, it's kind of like in England, you go and I dig up my backyard and I find King Richard the Third or whatever the fuck or, you know. Go down 20 feet and you'll find like an entire new civilization. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the same situation here. There's always been people here, always been something going on. That's what happened. So, but before industrial, large farms, if you go back far enough, you do find that in the mid-1800s, there were a rash of deaths. And then there seems to be a time of just nothing happens. And then something started happening in the 70s. Right, yeah. Because the 70s were weird. <laughs> well, yeah. That's yeah. good enough. Fact. In my occult stuff, did I find anything about people with loose skin (laughs) though he is supernatural he needs protection so he tends to raise his victims and use them as not only his tools but as his bodyguards Cool, 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 cool. All that is so cool. This is so cool. And as this is all kind of going through your head, I think we do need a stability check because you guys are finding out all this horrible information. So we'll start with Manuel. Manuel, how many uh, points are you spending? I'm going to drop three, just in case. Oh, and that's nine. You are fine. Okay. Mm, I see. Yes. One of those. You (laughs) expected that it was going to be something like this. You got your cross and you kind of feel vindicated because Antonio had so briskly said, you know what? That's nuts. And you're like, aha, I might be younger, but I was right. (laughs) Oh my. I'm often wrong, but not in this case, case. buddy. Antonio, how many points are you going to spend? 
since I'm down to four, I think I'm just going to spend one and hope. Okay, just so you know, you do you can go into negative, but I get only spending one right now. That's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to go into negative. I feel like that's <laughs> that's that's worse. So, oh, good, that's a seven. Okay, you're okay. <laughs> Pooja, I'm gonna spend two, and I have a six. Awesome, you're fine. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna spend three. Oh, and that gives me a nine. Okay, yeah, you're fine. And I'm just going to throw this out there. So you have all of this information, and that's when Pedro calls up, because that's what the script would say, I believe. And um, <laughs> so Pedro calls up. I did some research. I pulled up the cameras for the market with the information you gave me and the cameras for the intersections. And yeah, I followed his car all the way back as far as I could. There's an area downtown where there's a couple of abandoned warehouses, and I think the car's from there. There's no plates or anything, so I searched the color of the car, and the car itself was registered to a Carlos Hernandez who bought the car new and then promptly died about a week later. He was in a store and someone came in and just shot him in the head. Then his car was reported missing, and they never found it. Hmm. Uh, when was that? What year? Uh, that was 1974. All right. That's all I have uh, right now. Do you guys have any proof, any way to tie this guy to the killings or, like, actual anything? Uh, not yet. Okay. Yeah, we're we're working on it. Let me know if you uh, if you need anything, and uh, are we still on for tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, 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 of course, absolutely. Yes, Your yes. mom making the tamales? They're all assembled oh. and ready to go. Oh, okay. All made. Yeah, I mean, I I made a lot of them. Yeah. But yes, we all helped. That that's great. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. All right, well, good luck and stay safe, okay? Okay. You guys hang up with Pedro, and he has given you this information. Maria has shrink, and I know you had briefly said something about possibly doing something. Yeah, I think if I... I don't know if I can use this on multiple people, but we've all used a lot of stability. going. Yes, we have. So I was hoping to make like a little roll and and see if I can help some people get back to a better place mentally. As we especially go into this, like I feel like it's important to go in as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, as we've been sitting here, we've been talking and sort of going over the stuff that we've learned and processing, you know, what it felt like to get to watch our brother kill someone and then to know that we're facing some sort of ancient evil. (laughs) (laughs) At least Antonio and I have talked about watching our brother kill someone. Yes. Well, and and we've been talking about ancient evil. So, yeah, you know. (laughs) Like you do. I don't know about you guys. I talk about ancient evil all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's how it works. You can spend one shrink point to restore one point per character. How many shrink points do you have? I have eight. I will be generous and I will say if you wanted to spend half of your shrink now, so four points, that will give everybody two points instead of having to do individual. That sounds great. But what I want you guys to each do is say the thing that you're most worried about with the upcoming confrontation. So let's start with Michelle. I have two biggest fears. One, I don't know how we're going to defeat this thing, what we're going to do, what's its weakness. My second fear is not getting that milk home to my mom, (laughs) because if we survive this, she'll kill us if we don't get that milk home. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We might survive one just to get felled by the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bodega on the way home. Yeah. We can get the milk. It should still be open. Okay. As long as, long as we remember. Jay, what what about you? I mean, the biggest source of anxiety right now is the, the secret that Maria and I are carrying. And just wondering, like, if we go to face this guy and uh, or thing or monstrosity or whatever you want to refer to him, it whatever it is, you know, uh, the learning that he uses his previous kills as 
servants, meaning that we will likely face Luis again, and I don't know if I'll be able to hide him from the younger ones. Do you think it would be worse to let them have the face-to-face encounter and that be the moment that they realize what's going on, or you should warn them beforehand which one seems like a better path for you? Well, it's just harder to tell them, so it's better for me to not have to do that. (laughs) That's completely valid. So that's that's what I'm working on. I'm just pretending it didn't happen and then figuring when the moment comes, we'll we'll work itself out. Michael, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I share a lot of Araceli's fears. Like, okay, so now we know what this thing is. What do we do with that information? You know, it's not like there's an off switch for it. Also, you know, I just lost one brother. I don't want to lose another or a sister or that sister either. So, you know, I think he's trying to put on a really good game face, but he's spooked. Yeah. Uh, Pooja? I am most worried about the reaction that Araceli and Manuel would have to Luis. Like, but I can't be the one who, like, breaks it to them (laughs) either. (laughs) I love how both of you are like, not me, not me. Yep. (laughs) Oh, whoa, look, that thing's wearing Luis's skin. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, (laughs) Oh, wow. Like, my hope is that he doesn't have, like, a bunch of these reanimated corpses. That maybe Luis was long enough ago that he's finally at rest now. But that's my other fear is that, like, the victims aren't at rest. That hadn't even occurred to me. That's, oh, thanks. Thanks, Pooja. (laughs) (laughs) I love to serve. (laughs) But, yeah. I guess to to like do the the opposite thing too. It's like I hope that even if we don't necessarily defeat the evil for all time, we're able to lay some of these spirits to rest. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I feel like that is definitely a good healing circle we just did. So <laughs> I, uh, each of you can take back two stabilities. Group therapy. Yay. Group therapy. Yay. And you guys, uh, it's pretty late now. You've gotten several text messages from your mother <laughs> that have become more and more concerned. She has lost a child recently. And the fact that she has not heard from you guys because you keep kind of putting her off. The phone starts to ring now. Does anybody want to pick up? Not it. I'll pick up. (laughs) Okay. I'm used to dealing with Mama. Maria. Hi, Mama. Where are you? Um, I'm with Araceli, Antonio, and Manuel. Okay. It's very late now. Where are you? We went to go see Marcus, and he's not doing so well, so we're just going to help him out a little bit, and then, and it's going to be a little bit longer. I'm sorry, Mama. We won't forget the milk when we come home. Well, I'm just glad that you're you're all okay. I would hate if anything happened to any of you. It would break my heart, so be very careful, okay? I know, Mama. We will. All right. I will, uh, I'll speak to you when you get home. Yep. Love you, Mama. Love you, too. You have now lied to your mother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you do. Like you do. Are you guys all set? Is there anything that you would like to get before you go to the warehouse? Any implements? Anything? (laughs) I mean, I I don't think we'd have it. I know I wouldn't have access to a gun, but maybe like a baseball bat or something. Well, I did say that your father is a retired federale. That's right. You're going to run off with Papa's gun? I don't think that's a good idea, Araceli. You just have to sneak into your own house without your mother. You have mother. to avoid Mama for one. That's right. You have yeah, to I have Mama. zero. I have zero shooting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit up the Walmart and actually not an aluminum bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're running by the Walmart, I'd also like to get like a kitchen knife, I guess, just in case. That makes sense. And I'm going to take a page out of Manuel's book and pick up like a Bible and the saint scandals. And Manuel is going to get a uh, can of Aquanet and an Amon flame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's great. So we do a early 90s, late 80s horror movie montage of you guys getting equipment and, you know, knives and bats and all this stuff from a Walmart that should be closed, but for some reason is open. I want to get a little bottle so we can stop by the church on the way and get holy water. Okay. You guys get all of this stuff together and you drive down
own. And it's like any industrial area in the world. After five o'clock, it just becomes a ghost town for the most part. Uh, there's not a lot of people there. And at this time of night, because after getting holy water and doing all this other stuff, it's it's probably, I'm going to say one o'clock in the morning. Oh my. It's pretty late. And you see this abandoned warehouse with what looks to be a flickering firelight deep inside on the second floor and the beat up Ford Galaxy sitting outside of the warehouse. How do you all want to approach this? Look for a, like a side entrance or something. Okay. I also take my knife and I slash the guy's tires. Take that. Oh, yeah. 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 Now it's really a jalopy. (laughs) Okay. So you kid his tires and yeah, it's a big old warehouse. So there's a side entrance. There's a back entrance. There's plenty of different ways to enter. So you guys find a side entrance you feel hasn't been used often and you open the door Here's the deal. Who's opening the door? And to avoid it making a horrible noise, I would love a sneak, I believe. Let's see. What would be the right thing here? Infiltration. Uh, Does anybody have that? I do. Excellent. You will be our, our guinea pig. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what Mm -hmm. uh, number, but roll a six, and how many points do you want to spend? Uh, Let's see. I have an eight in infiltration, so I'm going to take three points. Awesome. Okay. Oh, that's a nine. Wow. No problem. You're able to kind of open it very slowly, and no, no creaks come out of it. And you guys slip in, Mm -hmm. and you see on the bottom floor, it's all these auto parts, like old jalopy cars and stuff, throughout the the first floor. And then there's a staircase on the other side that's attached to the wall that's going up to the second floor. And you notice all these figures just standing around. <laughs> Almost like a corpse forest. Oh, that's that's an image. That's that's fun. That's uh, why I said it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> let's do stability checks because you guys know now that you're going to have to stealthily make your way past I these. Just how many are you talking? <laughs> Did you think you'd hold on to them forever, Jay? Come on. I, I thought I'd get five minutes. I thought I'd get a full five minutes. <laughs> never. Never. Yeah, we need stability checks. Let's start with Michael. How many points are you willing to spend on this? Three. Okay. And that puts me at a nine altogether. Okay, you're super chill. You're cool. Cool. Corpse Forest. No biggie. Right on. Jay? All right. I'm going to put two in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gives me a three. Oh, no. Take three altogether. All right, Uja. I'm going to put one in. <laughs> and that gives me a seven. Oh, well, then you're fine. Excellent. I am putting three in just in case. Mm-hmm. Just in case. And that gives me a six. You're okay. Now, let's see. So you have to make your way all the way across this place quietly. Is Are these corpses like standing up? Yeah, they're just standing there quietly in the dark. Can we see how many? Twelve. Can I give them their last rites? You want to go up to one and give them its last rites? I mean, I suppose that's not something you could do from far away. Nope, that's that's a touch attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will. I'll go up to the one closest to us and I'll try to give it its last rites. Okay. If I can lay their spirits to rest, maybe they'll go away. Right, That that's totes how that works. That is a thought. (laughs) I mean, it worked for Constantine. Right? (laughs) True. I'm just saying, if Keanu Reeves can do it, I can do it. And you did say that, like, he uses the corpses as bodyguards. Right. He's fragile. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. So... So if I can take care of the bodyguards right away. Right. Maria, you don't have occult studies. No. But we're going to say that you're a good Catholic and we're going to make it up on the fly. You have two points to play with. And I will set a difficulty to go up and do a ritual that you have seen over and over again throughout your life, but you've never studied. You don't see it that much, but... No, I'm not talking about exorcism. I'm just talking about, No, I mean, last rites. Like, unless you're there when someone's dying, you usually don't. In a horror movie setting, though, you have seen it enough times (laughs) that... I mean, I know that technically it's for people who haven't died yet, but they're undead. Yep. 
so they're technically not dead? If it helps at all, in the Catholic funeral rite, they do pray for the repose of the soul. Yes, that'll be great. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're going to approach the closest corpse? All right, so it's this older woman probably in her 60s, long gray hair. Doesn't look like she's decaying as much as her skin just doesn't fit quite right, and her eyes are closed. How do you do this? Okay, I'm going to take out the Bible and open it to the prayer that is appropriate here. And... But I grew up around Catholics. I'm not actually a Catholic. (laughs) I get it. So I I open up the Bible. I'm going to ask for a little bit of the holy water that we got. like, Or we can just assume that we all got a little bit of holy water. That's what I was assuming, yeah. So I'm going to take a little bit of that on my finger and start saying the, the prayer from the book and then reach out to draw a cross on her forehead. Give me a roll. Remember, uh, I'm giving you two points for this to spend. And I'm spending them. And you have to beat the number that I have already picked out. Well, I got a seven. Okay. You say the rights and she opens her eyes. And then she falls to the floor. What? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well done. The power of Christ. She's our cleric. <laughs> Manuel, you have a ton of sense trouble. You realize that she's doing this. If it works, that whatever spirit is keeping her up leaves, this thing is going to fall to the floor. This is your opportunity to be there at the right moment to catch her from falling. How many points do you want to spend? Four. Wow. Okay, oh, cool. Hey, it's, this is, this yep. is the, yeah. the third <laughs> act, right? Yeah. Yeah. Time. It's the time. All right. Here we go. <laughs> spend those points. Go for it. That's a seven total. Okay. You go behind her and she falls and you put your arms underneath her arms. And so she kind of slides into you almost. And you can feel her body kind of the buoyancy of whatever liquid is in there. Kind of <laughs> do that. And then you slowly put her to the ground. You just had to say that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you did it. You uh, kept her from waking up the others. And I just look around to everybody and I just make a face like, ah, 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 ah. And in my mind, I'm thinking, she's like a jar of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like a Ziploc of pickles. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow, that was ooky. A sack of boba. (laughs) (laughs) See? Pooja gets it. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'll see nope right out of this. Nope. (laughs) Here's the question. There are now 11 more of these things to deal with. You can try to sneak your way past them. You can try to do the rest of the 11. You know, now that you know how it works, it's up to you. Can Araceli and I tag team, each working from one end, and then Antonio would go with one of us and Manuel would go with the other to like keep the bodies from Mm -hmm. dropping in a loud way. Manuel, you'll work with Maria, and then Araceli, you'll work with Antonio, okay? It's A's versus M's, just like that time we played Monopoly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to split this into two roles for the rest of the 11. We're going to start with Araceli and Antonio. Arcelli, how many points would you like to put into this? You have unknown Catholic skill. That's <laughs> you, and her ability Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> and then you'll make a roll to do the the cross, and Antonio will make the roll to catch. It's not a sense, it's an athletics, though, for Antonio, because he knows what's going to happen. Okay, well, I'm going to spend both my points because... A good idea. You know, why not? And that makes it a six. Okay. Sure enough, it starts to drop. How many athletics points? Remembering that athletics is what you use to run away if you don't have fleeing. So. Uh, athletics, let me see. I've got eight points. I'm going to use four. Okay, cool. Go ahead and give me a roll. It's a five. Don't use that dice. That dice needs to go in jail. <laughs> that dice is in jail. It's gone. It's dead to me. So I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen, oh. and then I'm going to go over to... <laughs> oh, God. All right, Maria, let's uh, have your roll. I will absolutely put another two points into putting all the spirits to rest. 
And that gives me a six. Okay, cool. So it starts to fall. Manuel, it's your turn. Okay. okay. Will you sense danger again since I, unless I don't think you have athletics. I don't. So. I, I do have a lot of fleeing, though, and I have a feeling that's going to come in handy here really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> also, also notice there's hide. Just want to point that out. There's mm-hmm. hide. Truth, truth. I'm going to do two. Okay, cool. So go for it. Eight total. <laughs> So you guys deal with four of them. And on the other side of the room, your older siblings have dealt with like two. And there's, so that makes six altogether, leaving five. The next one they do, Antonio's ready and he's standing there. And he reaches out as this really thin man starts to fall. And the man's arms just weirdly go up like one of those things (laughs) at a car lot and slide right through and just slam onto the floor. And suddenly the other four open their eyes and turn towards you in unison and start to come towards you, growling and hissing. What do you guys want to do? I want to start throwing holy water at them like the sign of the cross. Okay. See if that does anything. <laughs> While I'm saying my prayer, it's like, maybe I don't have to touch their forehead. <laughs> it doesn't seem to really do anything. It seems like you have to get in there and do a scuffle and try to, you can try to do a hostile takeover of their soul if you want. <laughs> yeah. But that's a scuffle roll. So it's how many that we have now? Four. There's, there's four left. Ugh, okay. And Manuel yells across to his other siblings, well, at least there's only four now <laughs> get over here <laughs> just gonna kind of reach back and like smack you on the back <laughs> let's start with michelle are you gonna scuffle with this thing and try to force it to yeah i'm gonna try and hit it with the bat to knock it down and then do the side of the cross on its head okay so let's just call that a scuffle roll okay you're gonna be rolling against its hit threshold do you have scuffle i do okay so how many points i'm gonna put two cool so give me the roll three you run up with the bat and the holy water and you swing and this thing does this almost matrix-like bend and it bends (laughs) back and you you hear its spine actually crack a little bit and then it flings back up it's going to lunge for your throat face area. Okay. Your hit threshold is at the top of your character sheet. What is it? Three. All right. So it hits you and bites into the side <gasps> of your face. Oh. And all this blood starts oh, to come geez. down. Oh, wow. And I would imagine you let out of the screen. <laughs> so you take four health. You guys see this and you're you're dispersed. I mean, Antonio, you're the closest. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're a few feet away. What do you want to do? I'm going to take my knife and stab this thing in the head. Okay. So you've got your knife. You run over. Tell me what happens and and we'll make a roll. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm just, yeah, just trying to run over and stab it in the head. So that's that's athletics or scuffling? Scuffling. All right. I'm going to take three points out of my scuffling. Okay. If you tell me that's a four. It's a four. It's a four. All of my dice are terrible. This is all nightmare. This is a nightmare now. That was a four. (laughs) Okay, well, luckily enough, four is what you needed to do. Ah, darn it. (laughs) 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 So you stab this thing in the head and you push it off her and it falls to the ground. So you pulled it off there, barely, by one point. (laughs) Oh, boy. Apparently, close matters and horseshoes, hand grenades, and stabbing zombies in the head. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Close enough. After the last corpse you're thinking falls to the ground, and you can see that Arcelli is got blood and is hurt. She's not doing well. How do you proceed? Well, one, I definitely pulled my knife out of the one I just stabbed, and I guess we just go upstairs? Okay. I check with Araceli. Are you okay? Do you need to leave? I I don't need to leave. I just... I just need something to put on my face. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to grab some clothes that were on one of the dead. That's not sanitary. That does not sound sanitary at all. Manuel sees you start to do that, and he's like, no, 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 no. And he, like, rips a sleeve off his T-shirt, which is, you know, got, like, teenager, adolescent sweat. So maybe it's better than pulling clothes off dead people? I don't know. Yeah. Your mileage may vary. (laughs) 
So you get the least disgusting piece of cloth that you can find, and you apply it to your freshly bitten face, and all of you start to ascend this staircase. And as you're ascending, Pooja, you get a text. Okay, I check it. It's never good. It's from your mother. Definitely never good then. And she goes, you need to come home. You're not going to believe it. Luis is here. Oh, I don't believe he's here. Oh, no. no. This is amazing. Come home right away. That's bad. First, I need you to do me a stability check. While she's doing a stability check, I think I'm going to take some holy water and kind of rinse out (laughs) my wound, just hedging my bets. <laughs> and Maria and I are the only ones we didn't tell. We still haven't told the other two. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to spend one point on this roll. Okay. And it gives me a four. You make the roll. What would be your excuse for her saying this? How would you rationalize this text? I. It's just someone who who looks like him, and she has had a long day. We've been doing a lot. It's late at night. Maybe she mistook. Maybe she had a very vivid dream. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it is the middle of the night. Do you say anything else to the other three? I am going to grab Antonio's hand and, like, tug on until I can get your attention and show you the phone. <sighs> okay. What do I tell her? Tell her to, I guess, call, tell her to get out? Tell her to call the cops? I mean, we should, should we go there? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if we can get rid of the, if we can get rid of this guy, won't it, I mean, wouldn't it make... Yeah. I am going to text her and tell her that that's not him. It's someone who looks a lot like him. And we don't know that person. Do not let him in. Wait until we get there. That sounds, yeah, that's, I guess that's, yes, let's do that. So you quickly text her that. A few minutes go by and she goes, no, I'm sure this is my baby. He looks a little skinnier and a bit disheveled, but that's just because he's been missing for so long. I'm sure it's him. I don't understand this, but this is my baby. Just wait until we get there, Mom. What do you guys want to do? Maria, you should go. If you can get rid of the bystander. We will will do that, but someone's got to go and protect Mama. Yeah, I'll go. Okay, so Maria, you're heading out? Yeah, I'm going to get home as fast as I've taken the car. Okay, so you take the car and you head out. (laughs) I'm going to attempt to flee home. (laughs) Would you like to put some uh, points into that? Let's make that a roll. I'm going to put three points into my fleeing to get home as fast as humanly possible. Like, I think that is a really good idea. Sure. Yeah. And that is a seven. All right. Yeah. You avoid all the cops. You hit all the green lights. You don't kill anybody. And you make it home really fast. We'll get back to you in a minute. <sighs> so the three of you are on the bottom of these stairs. Who's going up first? I'll go up first. All right. So you get to the top of the stairs and there are all these car parts and mannequins. If you've ever seen the scene from Silence of the Lambs where Mm -hmm. she goes into the old storage place and there's the old cars and mannequins and all the other crap, that's what this is. It looks like that. There's like a maze of all these different things. And way in the back, you see this hunched over figure sitting on top of a pile of junk. And right then, you hear the sounds of rustling from below. And he says, I thought you'd go home and save your mother. You should know there isn't a god. And you hear footsteps starting to come up behind you (laughs) up the stairs. Can I get stability checks from the three of you? Oh, boy. But I think uh, I'm down to like four points. Yeah, yeah, I think I am too. I'm going to put one into this roll. Okay. Okay. I'm also only going to put in one, but I got a seven. All right. So you're okay. You turn around and you see all of the people that you thought had fallen from the sign of the cross making their way up the stairs in some sick joke. <laughs> I've seen sensing that Jay and Michelle did not roll well. I have not <laughs> rolled yet. I am putting three. Uh, that gives me a five. Right. So you're fine. Jay? I got a three. Okay. That's with adding my one. I rolled a two on the dice. No. So, so you take two points. Uh-huh. 
ever closer to that edge. Is that make you at zero or no? That makes me at one. One. Okay, cool. It's the loneliest number. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. So we'll get back to the three of you in a second. Maria, you pull up in front of the house. It is completely black. There is no light anywhere in the house. Okay. Okay. I'm going to grab that Bible, thing of holy water, and I'm going to go up to the house, and I'm going to go in. So you open the door, and your father has been promising your mother that he'd fix the screen door forever, but he hasn't yet. And there's this long, ratcheted, screeching sound as you open it up. And it's completely dark. And I'm going to flick the lights. You click the light, nothing happens. There's no power. God damn it. Uh, I'm going to grab my phone and turn the flashlight on. Okay. So you start making your way through. What room do you head to? I'm assuming the door will open into the living room. So I do a scan around and then peek my head into the kitchen on my way to my parents' room. Okay. So you look in the kitchen and you see what looks to be a shining light of a cell phone on the table. It could be anyone's. It could be anyone's. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. I check, go over and pick it up. All right, we'll be right back to you guys. <laughs> so, the three of you, you hear these things walking up the steps, and he's all the way across this junk pile. What do you want to do? Is there a door to this room? So you walked up through uh, basically a trap door. Let's do a luck roll for it. One, two, three, there is a door. Four, five, six, there is no door. Jay, why don't you roll that for me? Oh, you're the worst. I'm sorry, what? You're the worst. <laughs> Look, I have a simple job. Okay. It's a two. It's a two. There's a door. There's a door. Woohoo. Oh, God, thank God. So, well, I go back, I slam the door shut. And there's junk around. I'm looking around for something heavy. Tons. Just something heavy I can pull on top of this door. You pull over this large piece of wooden furniture or something. You guys can hear them trying to push up on the door. Great. So once that's there, I guess I make a run for the bystander. Okay, cool. What about you, Manuel? What are you going to do? Well, first he's going to look at Araceli. I'm going to look at Araceli and be like, are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. We got to do this. I know. Is there like a crowbar or something? Yes. Okay. So yeah, he's just going to grab a crowbar and run after his brother. Okay. Araceli still has her bat and she's going to run in as well. Okay. So the three of you are charging. Did anyone do a St. Crispin's Day speech at all? Or just go go on? for it. Okay. Just going for it. Yes. Yeah, screw your courage to the sticking place and will not fail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to give you guys all a plus one to your next roll just for free because you are going against your better judgment of risk. So that's what we're going to do. Let's jump over to Maria. Maria, you make your way over to the table and you notice that your mother is standing outside of the back porch door staring in at you with this blank look on her face and you hear the sound of a footstep behind you. What do you do? I'm going to bolt out the door. I'm going to bolt to mommy. (laughs) So you're not going to turn. You're just going to run. That sounds like a good fleeing to me. How many points in fleeing are you going to use? I'll use two. Why not? Okay, cool. And then you get a plus one for the bonus I gave you. So that's three altogether. But I'm going to tell you right now, the number's high. (laughs) God damn it. Like I said, I got one job. (laughs) I know. Oh, but you know what? That's a nine. Oh, wow. That's awesome. You bolt and you hear the sound of a bat swinging behind you. You can feel the air on the back of your hair as it swings by. You hit the door and both of you tumble out and she wakes up and she starts, what, what is it? What's going on? What the, I, and you guys tumble on the ground and you see Luis come through the back door. I'll be right back to you. You guys, my Braveheart crew, you're, (laughs) you're charging over 
all of this junk and everything else. And he looks genuinely like shocked and, and a little worried because he didn't figure that you guys would just run at him. So he produces this old looking gun and raises it up to fire. So I need two things. First of all, you're in a room full covered of junk. I need either an athletics roll or a fleeing roll to kind of figure out how well you do traversing this situation. I think Antonio has athletics and the rest of you have fleeing. Mm-hmm. So you can decide how many points you want to put into these roles. So that's this is the first role we're going to do. I think I'm going to put three in fleeing. Okay. And with a plus one you gave me, that puts my total at seven. You're having no problem at all. Ah, whoa! <laughs> I, too, am putting a three in fleeing. Okay. So that gives me, with the plus one, a seven. Okay, cool. You're fine. Antonio? I'm also putting a three from my athletics, which takes it down to, I believe, three. And with your plus one, that brings it to an eight. Nice. All right. He is going to fire at you, Antonio, because you are the first one in line. So he pulls out this gun, and it looks like it's from, like, World War One or something. And he fires it off and misses you. You you hear the bullet zing by your ear as you reach him. And when you get up to him, you realize his face kind of looks like it's sagging like the others. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of looks like you can see all these age lines and decay around his mouth and these really disgusting yellow teeth. And he's just shocked as he's trying to pull up his gun. So give me a roll to... um, scuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many points do you want to put in that? I'm going to take three from my scuffling. Okay. Which I don't think I've used so far, so that's good. That brings it to a six. That gives me a five. Okay, cool. We'll be right back to you. Fuja, you are on the ground with your mom because you bolted through the door. Okay? And you guys kind of tumbled over. And your mother's like, it's Luis! It's Luis! Oh my god, he's here! And she starts to stand up as if she has just seen him for the first time. And she starts to scramble up to get to him. What do you want to do? I am gonna... You know what? Like, mom, that's not Luis. That's not Luis. That's not real Luis. It has to be. It's not. But I'm gonna, like, attempt to basically just, like, tangle her up enough to, like, not have her go to her death. Mom, that is the devil. That is not Luis. You have shrink. I do have shrink. If I can use shrink on mother, then I shall. And I'll use three of my shrink points that I have left. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just say that it's a high high number because it is your mother and trying to use psychology on your own family is very difficult. Well, I, I rolled a seven that time. She steps back for a second. She goes, you're right. I, I saw him. I saw him in the casket. What is what? And she starts praying in very fast Latin because her mother used to take her to a Catholic church that always did Latin. They didn't believe in Second Vatican. And uh, <laughs> whatever word. Whatever works. And he starts to come towards you guys with this bat. And he pulls up and he's going to swing at you. What do you want to do? I want to get away. I want to get mom away. I want to get us both away. So you want to flee again? Yes. I want us to both flee to at least far enough away that we can hide. I I need to protect mama. Okay, cool. That's a perfect uh, response. Okay, so we will get back to you in a second. Manuel, you see your brother Antonio clock this guy pretty hard. And it does look like it hurts him. He looks like he's trying to bring his gun up again to shoot, but you can attack first. If you have any points in scuffle, you can use those points and make an attack roll. I sure don't. Okay, so you can use your... Oh, you already used your plus one, so just make a straight-up roll and try to hit him. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I rolled a six. I I, I, keep kidding. All right. So you hit him. He stumbles back and falls down the side of all this junk and is bleeding from the head. And it's like this weird, gross color. The smell is horrible. And Arcelli, you're going up over the two of them. You kind of see him tumble back and he's dropped his gun and you have a chance for the final hit. Now I want you to make the roll, but don't tell us what you get. Okay, but I will, I'll tell you how many points I'm putting into it. Right, how many points are you gonna put? I'm putting four. So make the roll, but don't tell us what you get. Maria. Ah. 
you want to grab your mom and run and try to find a place to hide, correct? Yes. So make a fleeing roll. Okay, and I'm going to put another, this time because of mama, I'm going to put four points into it. Okay, cool. Because can't, I mean, I can't let mama down. We have already <laughs> all let mama down quite enough for one day. <laughs> and that gives me a six. Okay, cool. You're running, but he's right behind you. A six just isn't enough for you to get away. And as you're running, you kind of stumble backwards and your mom falls and you kind of lurch like this. Michelle, what did you get on your attack? I got a six. Maria, you look up over at your mother. Luis is walking towards her. He raises up the bat above his head. Suddenly, his eyes roll back and he falls to the ground, dead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not paying for another funeral. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think you'll need to. And I'm going to go over, like crawl over and just like, even though I have long since like dropped the holy water, the Bible is somewhere between the kitchen and here. And I'm just going to say the Requiem for the Soul over okay. Louise's corpse and just so much sobbing. There's so much sobbing. There might be a little bit of giggling, but mostly sobbing. That nervous giggle that you get when things have just gone too far for your your brain to kind of deal with. Yeah. Okay, cool. And although, like, I have a weirdly high amount of stability left, it doesn't matter. So, the three of you, you are standing around this corpse of the this bystander. What are your emotions right now? Ugh, I kick it and him <laughs> a couple, three times just to make sure. Yeah, I, I poke it with the other end of the crowbar, you know, the pointy bit, okay. and then immediately, like, spring back, because I don't want to take any chances. Cool. Yep, he's definitely dead. I watch a lot of horror movies, so I'm oddly okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't urge us to, like, double tap or anything? I say we should, I know this sounds pretty grim, but we might want to burn the body. Yo, yeah. 100%. With the whole warehouse? Yeah, fire kills everything. Yep. Let's just burn the whole place down. You guys, 10 minutes later, are standing out on the perimeter of the property watching this huge warehouse go up in flame. And with all of the corpses in it that were not animated after you killed the bystander. And I, I still stopped for milk on the way home. And you still stopped for milk. <laughs> Araceli, so you walk into a convenience store. It's the middle of the night and you're covered in blood. Your face has a big wound on it from where it got bit. You walk past the counter without looking at the cashier and you go back to the milk refrigerator and you look for the carton of milk with the date furthest away from expiration because that's what Manuel told you to do. You pick it up and you walk back. You put the gallon down on the counter, big old bloody handprint on the side of it, and you throw down your pesos, again covered in blood. And he looks at you and goes, oh, oh, okay, you, you can leave now. Grab the milk without acknowledging him, and you walk out. And that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> that wraps up our Halloween special. Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly I can't believe did. we all survived. I know. It happens. Ooh. You can always survive. It's just sometimes you don't. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Let's start with uh, Michael. Hi. Uh, so I have been and, and plan on continuing to be Michael Robert Holmes. Um, you can usually find me on uh, Games We Never Play, the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, we have our own website, gamesweneverplay.com, where we also post some articles and other fun resources uh, for pretty much any game that's not Dungeons & Dragons at that point. At this point, that's our only hard and fast rule. Um, and we also have a weekly video news wrap up called Table Topical. So check that out on YouTube. Awesome. Uh, Jay? Hi, yeah. You can find me on playing various games at happyjacks.org and also generally on the Twitters at Jay Holtham. Great. Pooja? Hi, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at LADACYGIRL. That's L-A-D-E-S-I girl. Everywhere else is Forgotten Saves. And I am also on Happy Jacks. So. Come check us out there. Awesome. Once you're done listening to all of these. <laughs> <laughs>
Michelle. I'm Michelle, and you can find me on the socials at Michulu. That's M I C H U L H U. Uh, you can always find me on 12 Sided Stories. You can sometimes find me on It's Probably Okay's Twitch channel. Um, and you can get my music through plate mail games uh through drive through rpg and battle parts and because michael's on the show we have to cross promote you can also find michelle on their pathfinder game that they did for games we never play that's so, right yes michelle yeah, that out on, grace us yeah. with her presence for our pathfinder second edition coverage and it was fun so there you go and i am wes otis i have been your gm for this uh tale of horror you can find me at plate mail games on twitter we have a website plate mail games 12 sided stories on twitter is the number 12 sided stories same thing with instagram there are three ways you can help out the show if you want or if you can give us a shout out uh tell people that you what you like about the show or give us a review on your favorite podcast platform or and finally join our patreon which we do a lot of stuff for and is a lot of fun you get early access to stuff and bonus material thank you very much for listening have a great week and a safe thanksgiving or what whatever's next <laughs> time time really has no nothing now so anyway bye, bye. bye.